0: And enjoy radio-free Brooklyn. This is what Brooklyn sounds like.
1: Hey, it's time for Dr. Lisa Gives a Shit. And I'm Dr. Lisa. And I give a shit. How are you guys doing today? Uh, first of all, I just want to let you know right off the bat, I've got these two really attractive people in front of me. <laughs> they're from this band. They ha- they're, the- they're a band. Uh, it's called Shadow Mo- Monster, and they have an album released tomorrow, so uh, that's why they're here. And we're going to—this is all about them. This is all about them. But before we get to them, I just want to let you know that if you don't know, today is Mental Health Day. And so what I want to offer you guys is two options. To if you If you live in the New York City area or can get to the New York City area— and you would like some really, really good, cheap, cheap sliding scale. No one's turned away, I don't think. Therapy, okay? So a place, if you have any issues that uh, have to do with sexuality and stuff like that, I would recommend is the Institute for Contemporary Psychotherapy. That's 33 West 60th Street. Their phone number is one. 21- Two, three, 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 four, 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 and another place that's really great um, is called the Center for Modern Psychoanalysis. That's on um, West Tenth Street, and um, you can uh, go to cmps. dot edu. Don't think you can't afford therapy guys because you really can you know that um and the number there is as they say we're committed to providing treatment all regardless of financial status uh schedule an appointment 212-228-6036 so that's center for modern psychotherapy um so um okay so that's good that's good you know share those numbers i'm not getting paid these people don't even know i'm like i'm hawking their they're cheap, free services. But I got one more thing I got to tell you about because this is this is really, we got this great sponsor. It's called MeBottle.com. And uh, it's a really, I mean, it's a really cool thing that they're doing. They um, have researched this thing and they have a double insulated reusable Stainless steel bottle that disinfects water in a 60-second cycle uh, using uh, UCV, I don't know, some kind of really amazing technology. So uh, you know what? Just please look it up. I mean, it's a really good thing, and and um, it's really innovative, and it's a great thing. So look it up at mebottle.com. That's simply me bottle one word.com. I got my housekeeping out of the way. And now I'm going to introduce you to Jillian Lee Biscoe and John Swanson. Jillian is the singer song singer songwriter person, and John is the drummer. Uh, don't, don't let the word sing this stuff rocks, man. So don't let the word singer songwriter uh, throw you off. So let's say hi. 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 Hello. How are you? Hi. So that's, we're going to call you Jill, right? Cool. That's fine. Jill and John. John. So here's the thing. I said they're both like attractive people, which they are. And their relationship, I grilled them before I came on here. It's a very solid professional relationship, right? Guys, how long you been playing together? We've been playing together since 2009 on and off. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And you met through playing together. Yep. And, uh, you're in a couple of projects, right? Mm-hmm. Um, their videos are great. I love how, I love the music. I love the lack of bullshit around it. I guess you guys are proud of the lack of bullshit Thank around Thank you. Your music. I don't like bullshit. Yeah. yeah. I don't like it in my music either. So. Yeah. We got some real rockers. Like, not a lot of, not a lot of like bullshit. No glitter, no like, no f- stupid. Not that. Glitter is bullshit all the time. We love glitter. We love glitter, but it's (laughs) refreshing to see... Metaphorical glitter. Yes, metaphorical glitter. Metaphorical... You don't need a lot of crap. No. No, it's just really, honest to God, great rock music, which we are going to play. But um, I want you guys just to describe, so my listeners, that's you, listeners. Are you listening? Are you fucking listening? You better be. (laughs) The listeners need to know, like from you guys like a little bit like what your music is and we're going to play a song right after they describe it so tell us about your music and what song we're going to hear Uh, and john just pointed to jill so he just kind of like (laughs) john john is john is definitely like the drummer guy you know what i mean he's very like chill kind of you meditate john uh
2: i don't meditate because you don't need to you don't need to
1: he doesn't need to meditate and jill's like the over hyper, the hyper, the hyper person, which a front person has to be (laughs) anxious. The anxious hyper person as any front person needs to be. So go ahead then. So um, I guess our music is kind of a version
3: of grunge rock um, with some uh, focus and attention to the lyrics. Definitely Uh, some of my favorite inspirators are... uh, Elliot Smith, stuff like that. So I definitely like songwriters. Um, But then this is kind of has a little bit more of a exorcism happening with the Mm -hmm. fuzz and the distortion.
1: How long have you been working on this album?
3: We recorded this album uh, March of 2018. Mm -hmm. So it's been a a while. Mm. Uh, We recorded it for a couple months Mm -hmm. And got it mixed and mastered, and then mm-hmm. kind of worked on the other aspects. The you know post a lot aspects
1: of making an album it's a lot up of until shit now, getting it out there. Oh yeah, and let's give a shout out to your record label. Yes, come on. What is it? It's it's- God, tell us about it dad stash records and is that where you can get your album yeah you can pre-order a limited
3: edition tape through them oh okay
1: um, and it's only five bucks i looked only it five up. bucks i looked it up and what, what's the okay you know what guys here's the thing go to shout the shadow you can those are all easy words to spell one thing the shadow monster.com and you can find out everything you need to know So we're going to play a song before we really talk so that people can get an idea about what your music is like. And uh, tell us what this first song we're going to play is.
3: This one is called Punching Bag. It's the title track of the album. Mm -hmm. And yeah.
1: Yeah. Okay. So we're going to do this. All right. If we... Okay. This is is where I really... Really enjoyed that. How'd that sound to you guys? Was it good? Was it? Is it a little nerd? It's new music. Is a little still a little nerve wracking. The weird thing about it is, like we've heard that track for so long, but it when
3: you know that it's out in the world now, it it feels different. You gave birth.
1: It's out here. We're here. We're responding to it. I I I get this vibe that my listeners really got a lot out of it. I can tell. Cool. I'm in touch with (laughs) them. I'm in touch with them psychically. I love that. Okay, so since this is dr Lisa gives a shit uh we've already we all we've Jill is prepared that we're gonna like make her talk about like her feelings and all that, and uh I've basically relegated uh john since he's since he's a chill guy that he's just gonna have to like verify whether what what uh Jill is saying is true or not My best, yeah. <laughs> Okay. Well, I don't know. We might, we may turn on you, but I'm going to try and going to, we're going to try and hold off. We'll see. Um, so anyway, um, here's, here's folks, listeners, you guys, here's a quote about, I'm going to go through, you know how I read to you. Like I don't really read every, every word cause it's a radio and I try to make it interesting, but here's what the quote, um, on the website, on the Shadow Monster website that uh, Jillian wrote about the album, Punching Bag, and that was the title song, is an album about betrayal and isolation. It's about being so heartbroken that you lose yourself. It's about depression and loneliness, anxiety, and panic. It's about a hunger so insatiable and unshakable that a part of you has to completely die in order to move on. I hope it can be a source of comfort for anyone going through a rough patch because it was built on one. Uh, so anyway, guys, so I'm looking at I'm looking at Jillian, right? <laughs> Jill. She's an, very attractive. This is how she presents. And I, this is the first time I met her, right? Just you know half an hour before you guys did so she presents as a very attractive very confident no bullshit young young lady that's how that's how i'm seeing her so the idea so the idea of what she's saying here about being you know depressed and lonely and anxious does not jibe at all with the person that i'm witnessed in front of me so can you explain like where those feelings came from or what, what can elaborate please? Sure. Um, well,
3: uh, I do think that uh, a common misconception about people who do battle with depression, anxiety, any kind of mental thing is that um, they don't always appear that way. That is, that's for sure. Yep. Uh, and um, it also is, uh, you know, this, it's that's stuff i kind of always have dealt with but um, this album's definitely a breakup album it's definitely um, written while having my heart broken mm-hmm. for sure and then picking up the pieces mm-hmm. and moving
1: on mm-hmm. can can you tell us a little bit about that like uh, what happened can you tell us like what you went through what happened i mean I can in tell a way you a that you're bit. comfortable I'm not, I'm not going to be like, yeah, yeah. I don't want to, I'm not going to be relentless about this folks. Come on. We have dignity on the show. (laughs) So anyway, go ahead. But can you like, so here's the thing I'm thinking like, uh, you're a successful, um, you know, female musician, artist person. And I think, you know, um, a lot of people would probably, like, look at you and think, like, oh, her life's – they'd see you they, – somebody's going to see you on stage, and they're like, oh, man, that girl's got everything going on. So what I'm just trying to do is let people understand what you just said. So in the spirit of that, so let us – you know, tell us whatever you're comfortable telling us. Well, I
3: definitely um, – when I'm on stage, that's the time where all of that stuff kind of fades away, which mm-hmm. is why I love playing so much, yeah. where I, I actually – that is the time when I feel like I've you feel empowered. I've got, like I'm in line with my soul, you know. Yeah. Um where I can kind of shake all that stuff off and really get it
1: out. Mm-hmm. And um you're connected to the music when you're playing. Like there's no there's no there's no air between you. Exactly. Right. Yeah. I got that.
3: And even when, you know, John and I practice and anytime we're doing anything practicing, performing, writing, that's the time where I feel all of that other stuff go away. Mm-hmm. Um, but then there's all this other time in the day and week and months mm-hmm. and years where you have to sit with yourself and, yeah, and, uh, try and open yourself up to new people and then get your heart broken.
1: And mm-hmm. so uh, how, how long were you in a relationship with this person? That one was, um, that one was about four years. Does the person know it's, a, it's a man we can say. It is way. a man. Yeah. A male. So, uh, does he know about this album? Yes. And yeah, has, he, have you guys talked about it? Yes,
3: we've talked about it a lot. Um Wow.
1: Do you ha- know him? Do you know him, John? I've Do you know met, this I've guy? Met him. I've met this met guy. Met him a couple of yeah. times. <laughs> Did you feel like punching him out or he's okay
2: guy? Uh you know, it it it's uh it's not really for me to you know, It's none of your fucking not, business. Really, isn't it? Him, it's none of
1: you. I mean, that's your bandmate. She's gonna do it. I feel like the right way she... to
2: get justice in some cases is to oh, make
1: art. Oh yeah, I agree. Yeah, actually. yeah, you, you know, yeah. That's, see. I told you, it's, it's got some smartest. The smart, the smart. That is the best
3: thing that you can do with yeah. all of
1: those emotions. So, and... what have the conversations about your album been like with your ex? Well, um. So uh, this person and
3: I are—we uh, went a long period of, without talking. Mm-hmm. Um,
1: Four years is a long relationship. Did you live together? No, no, mm-hmm. we didn't. Um, is he a was, musician? Can I ask you that? Yeah, mm-hmm. he's mm-hmm. another. He's in the biz. He's, he's in the biz. He's in the world. Yeah. Do you still? Are <laughs> of you, music? Is he still around?
3: Yeah, we actually have. Um, we have mm, become friends by this right. point. Right, right. Um, and we actually, you know, we have a much I think healthier relationship as friends mm-hmm. now. Mm-hmm. Um, I well, still good. I still respect him and um, respect his music. And- See,
1: I think that's always a great sign. Like if you feel good about your old boyfriend at some point, at some like, point, yeah, you, you, you want to. Re- you, you know, you may not like that person for a while, but you want to still feel like you have respect for them. Yeah, I but I,
3: I, I went, while I was writing this album, it was a very hard time uh, where things mm-hmm. weren't great with us mm-hmm. and. Um, it's, it's like in that quote, like you kind of have to, you have to, that part of you has to die. This relation, this part of the relationship has to die. This whole part of your
1: life Mm -hmm. has to just, you need to take that space from it. Did he know that you were writing, writing, writing it when you were writing it? Uh, he's,
3: he knows that I'm a musician and a writer, so so he knew
1: he always knows I'm writing.
3: Um, I don't, I don't know if, I don't know if, uh.
1: Well, maybe you guys are all used to that, you know, making yeah, work all, about each writing. other. Yeah, we're It's kind of like weird that it probably is really common, right?
3: Yeah, I mean, mm-hmm. there's definitely times where you're playing a song and the person's in the mm-hmm. audience and you're like, okay, yeah. this is an added layer of stress. So,
1: h- how did it And Was it sudden or were things, was there a communication problem or? we t- I'm trying to like i trying of, to like I'm trying to figure out whose fault it was where the bodies are buried or like They're on the Hudson River. Um no, I mean I'm just trying to get a <laughs> sense of like it's obviously difficult so I just want to what I'm trying to do is figure out like a couple of details so people can understand you know what it was like. I
3: will say that it was a very up and down relationship. Um mm-hmm. it was there was a lot of back and forth. I don't think that I was an
1: angel either. No, no, Um, no blame.
3: Yeah. And, uh, I think that, Hmm. Without talking too much about the actual relationship, I do think that, um, I was hurt, Mm -hmm. uh, pretty bad. Mm -hmm. I think that he was probably hurt pretty bad too. Mm -hmm. But, uh, this album, it's about me
0: <laughs> right. being hurt and not right. him. So, right.
3: yeah, I think this was my expression of uh, trying to battle and
1: deal with these feelings that I was going through. Uh-huh. Do, you th- do you think there's any pattern? Have you, so have you, you've, he, oh, four years is a long time, right? Yes. I mean, yeah. four years is also a long time About without moving in together. Did you guys talk we about you, that? Uh, yeah. I mean, I
3: don't want to get into that really.
1: Yeah. <laughs> what about is, have you had boyfriends since?
3: No, I've been pretty, pretty single yet dating, but I've kept to myself for the most part. Really?
1: What, why do you think, how long has it been?
3: Um, it's been, uh, I guess, since we started Uh, around the time John and I started playing again together. Oh, wow. Um, because that was actually a really huge part of my healing process was, Uh um, you know, when you get, when you break up with someone, you're alone and all of a sudden your entire social life and everything changes. And, um, and being able to go out and play with John was a huge, like positive Mm -hmm. thing to hold on to, uh, during that tough time. Mm -hmm. And, and Mm -hmm. so it's, it's been a while, Mm -hmm. um, But then I kind of shifted my focus a little bit where I think that my focus before that was on this relationship and, and relationships in general. And, and once it was over, I had the ability to just put all of my -hmm. energy towards your work, my work, which I, and I don't really have time for a relationship now. Yeah, I'm
1: wondering about that. Yeah,
3: I'm really, uh, yeah, I'm
1: busy. So, uh-huh. you know. music takes place at night a lot too, right? It does. Yeah, when same time when people are going out on dates.
3: Yeah, yeah. Actually, I I tried to do those like dating website things, uh-huh. um, and then the the person would end up just getting fed up because they'd be like, uh, "What's your What's your week look like this week?" And I'm like. Well, I've practiced that night. Then we have a show that night. Oh, no, know oh, I told them. I told somebody I'll go see them play this night. And right. so what about three weeks from now? Right. And they're like,
1: yeah, no. Yeah. <laughs> so do you have a lot of you must have a lot of friends in the business and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. You're around people a lot. Right. Because yeah. you guys out a lot.
3: Yeah. That's the cool thing about music, too, is that it's like your social life, too.
1: Right. Right. Right so john don't guys aren't guys hitting on Jill all the time like what how's that go down <laughs> you tell me because she's not going to
2: yeah I, uh i don't know if i i don't think if he knows that you don't noticed you
1: really so. are into like you're a real pro you're like you focused on your drums you're doing your your thing you're in the music and whatever happens like if somebody just comes on stage and grabs Jill well you know you're just gonna keep going i or, think he'd be like Get off Jill <laughs> I've,
2: seen, I've seen people try, but I think that there's something to the the narrative of a, a strong leader woman that people kind of don't really get ah what, you know
1: that's interesting hearing that from a guy, so you think guys are scared of her a little?
2: Well, I don't know if I would say that necessarily, but maybe they maybe they should be.
1: Do you think? Do you think that like it's intimidating? She intimidates men. It's intimidating for a guy to approach her.
2: I think it could be.
1: What do you think about that, Jill? I don't know. You're not even thinking about guys, are you? Sure. Are you? (laughs) No.
3: I mean, I I think about them when I write music, but because that's my inspiration most of the time. mm -hmm. But mostly thinking about um. The moon phases and how I can make my life better.
1: <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah. And what, 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 what is that?
3: You know, trying to, yeah, what's that all about? yeah that's,
1: that's like, you know, manifesting what you want on, in your life. Oh, well you're in therapy, right? We talked. Yeah. About, and so what's going on in, in, I mean, something must've motivated you. How long you've been in therapy?
3: Uh, about, um, about the same amount of time since I was in that last relationship. <laughs>
1: um yeah so but about was, as long as you've been playing with yeah. john um that really just did everything it honestly put your life on a productive path it did yeah get rid of these See,
3: everything f- happens for a reason i guess
1: yeah. uh no but uh
3: i i think it's something that i should have been doing since i was like 19 uh-huh uh but um actually what you said in the beginning of the show about how there's this idea of therapy is like a luxury Mm-hmm. Um, a luxury item that uh is too expensive and stuff like that. Um, I, the place I go, I go to Pace, and they're like sliding scale. Oh, good to know. And, See, there you go. Guys. And I always thought that uh, I couldn't afford therapy, mm-hmm. and you know, I have a sliding scale, and it's really important because being human is not the easiest thing in the world.
1: Not in today's world. No. So, what do you think? Um, especially I think like guys. Listeners, I mean, if you're trying to like make something happen as a female, sometimes it's not always there's some obstacles, you know, and you can't take those obstacles personally. And I think, I think it's really hard not to, right? Yeah. You know, I think therapy can help really push you to do what you really want to do and see who you are. And also,
3: and also not expect things from people. Um, seeing other people for who they are, and not expecting them to give you something.
1: Yeah, they can't. Was that? That's a big lesson I learned. That was an issue, or like being disappointed by people. Yeah, like like
3: exactly, like having expectations and being disappointed. But you know, you can't expect somebody to give you something different than they can give you.
1: Right. I think that is really. I think that is really really hard. Mm -hmm. I think that is really hard. You know, it's funny. Um. I just finished audio booking Jill Solway. Do you know who she is? She's a really famous. She wrote trans. She wrote, directed Transparent, that TV show. Oh, I She's love like that really show. Really rich yeah. and famous. That's a great show. Hollywood woman, and she sounded like she was still complaining about that her husband didn't know what to do for her birthday. Oh yeah, and yeah. shit like that. Like guys don't care about your birthday. Well, it's also they don't like care about you have Valentine's Day. They only do it for us. But it's like knowing other ways
3: that that person shows they care about you. Right. You know? In the way that they can. And if it's not okay with you, then you got to do something about that. But just right.
1: sitting, sitting there and
3: complaining for years and years and years
1: isn't going to get you anywhere. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, let's um, play your... I want to um, remind people... That um, I want to tell them about our Radio Free Brooklyn Fall Festival. Do you know about it? Uh, it's I, at think Sunnyvale. I, I think I heard it. Did you hear it. Yes. about it? Seven bands, right? I know something like that. It's on the twenty seventh of November. November? No, October. What? Um, and uh, it's at Sunnyvale, um. It's our first ever music festival at ten thirty one Grand Street. And do you know these bands? Have you heard of these bands? Who's guys? playing? Bad Citizen, Zr King, Terminal oh, King, yeah, Terminal Fury, King Tyrant, Holy Vulture, and King to Burn. I know Zaktor King. Yeah, we've got a great um, we've got a great group of people who really know the mus- music, local music like Tom Gallo and Rob Pritchard. And Matt, um, Rodenauer guy. Um, so we they all put their heads together and they're making this happen and I think it's gonna be really great and I think you guys should come out. It's ten bucks. And you can go to radiofreebrooklyn dot com slash fallfest and uh you know, get a ticket. Get a ticket. It's a small place. I think I think it's gonna do really well because we're all promoting it and it's like a lot of bands and Radio Free Brooklyn. We know. We know the local music scene, right? Yeah. We so do.
3: I, have, I think I'll try and make it.
1: Yeah? Mm-hmm. Let us know maybe I can get you a discount. Oh, sweet. What about you? What about you, John? I'll
2: I'll I'll see what I can do. You think you can come? I think I'll I'll, I'll make room in my calendar.
1: Yeah, I maybe. <laughs> I have this mental block when I look at you that I think your name is Mike. And I don't know why that is, but you remind me also of a friend of mine, Kevin Weidenbacher. Anyway, enough about me. Let's talk about, so the next song is going to be, I want to play your second, The sec, we got three songs to play because I t- told them mostly we'll be talking. But the second one is actually, you haven't re- this is a, this is a premiere release this on this. Exclusive. I know, this is a big deal. This is a big <laughs> deal, especially on my show. This never happens on my show. This is huge for me. I'm very excited about it. So tell us about this song and tell us why you held on to this one or whatever. What's special about this song is special. What every song is special. What's this song about?
3: Uh, this song is called kill me sweetie. And it's, um, it's on the, on, we're releasing this on tape. So on the flip side of the tape, it's the first track to open up side B. Um, and this, this, you know, a lot of the songs talk about like the actual being in the process of like in the breakup, in the heartbreak. But this song is more about that perspective of what happens after the dust has settled and you try and go out and try and look for something to make you feel better or something to hold on to. And it just, everything is really gloomy and, and, um, and you're just kind of alone and lonely. That's, that's kind of what the song So, you about. felt
1: lonely when you were writing the song? Very, yeah. Yeah.
3: <laughs> okay. It's an introspective one.
1: Sorry.
0: Actually one. Oh, oh, shit.
1: Oh, shit. <laughs> shit. Okay. 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 Yeah. I, like, you know, I'm not always playing music on here. Is that the right one? No. No. Okay. Okay.
2: <laughs> That's okay. All right, That's folks. Okay. We're gonna get this right. There, there it is. Go. Okay, I got this it right. Is it.
1: Awesome! I love that. Had a real sense of humor too, right? There was bit. a little bit of humor in there. Yeah, there was, there was a little bit of sarcasm there was just in a there. A little bit, yeah, <laughs> yeah. But uh, I mean, it's great. I really, Thank I you. really like your music. I'm, Thank get, you very I'm much. definitely getting this album tomorrow.
3: <laughs> Yay! <laughs> I also actually, while we were listening to that, I want to mention Brian Speaker, where he uh,
1: mixed and mastered the album. Oh yeah, um, Brian. Brian Speaker. Do you know Brian? <laughs> no. Oh, okay. He's around. <laughs> but Brian's going to listen to this at some point. Brian, yeah. you did a fucking awesome job. He did job. a great job. Yeah. Speaker Sonic yeah. So do you guys remember, like, when you're listening to that, this is the first time it's been out in the world. So con- congratulations. Thank you. really does. <sighs> Feels it, good. Yeah, yeah. So do you guys, like, go back to, like, remembering, like, the recording of this and all that? Like, what are you guys thinking about now?
2: Well, I think what what Jill's leaving out when she says "mixed and mastered by Brian Speaker, who did a great job mixing and mastering," is that she and I recorded this ourselves, like in a bedroom. So yeah, really? Yeah. Get out, in John's
1: room. Yeah. Wow. How did what with what, how do how does somebody do that? I mean,
2: why don't you, yeah? You, you tell. We don't. We, uh, we sat down. There's a lot of stuff that you kind of don't think about when doing a record on your own. Um, and I think a lot of Jillian's strengths in terms of uh, like the acting world kind of plays over in terms of getting the right character for recording. Oh, interesting! Because
1: she is an act- She studied act- yeah, some acting, we, right? I she studied you, acting.
2: I saw you posted something on the internet the other day. It was like lyric sheets. Yeah. And there's notes on the lyric sheets of like character.
1: Oh. Act- like
2: the like uh the way you say a certain line needs to be more this type of character. Oh. This type, you know,
3: I don't, I don't know if there's a,
2: or maybe I was just reading. Oh, alternate that's really lyrics interesting. On there that I was, think you were reading oh, alternate maybe. lyrics. Yeah, but that was no, but process, that's interesting. But that.
1: you see her that way. Cause you, you obviously must know her pretty well by now and know like how she is on stage. Do you sometimes see her? It feels like a, slightly different version of char- uh, characters of song. no no versions? it's
2: more like what's the appropriate character who is singing this song or versus this other song like at what it's kind of like at what stage in the whole growth and development of ah, the character uh, who's the the narrator of the story of this song ah. like where are they at ah, maybe interesting turn down the knob for like innocence and turn up the knob for what like worldly knowledge or something, you know, interesting. Maybe, like, that's sing what this you one that. line. Like you've, like you've really wow. been through the shit and sing this other wow. line. Like you haven't been through the shit yet, you know?
1: Wow.
3: Yeah, that's actually that's a really good point. I think that, um, I think that when people hear the word acting, they think you're like faking or something like that. And yeah, I, I did study acting and it's all about almost like channeling a feeling you felt before or like channeling this, right. this moment Um, you kind of are always pulling from your real life when you are in an acting project sure. pulling from your real life. And I think, yeah, it's, it's like, where in the album are we? What part of the story is this? And mm-hmm. really going back and mm-hmm.
1: bringing that feeling back out. Yeah, you know, I mean, it's interesting what John said because mm-hmm. it wasn't actually 100% accurate, but I think he touched on something. No, it's something absolutely that you, true, yeah. It's very perceptive. I think
3: that when we were, you know, it was just most of the time, it was just the two of us in the room. Uh-huh. So, you know, I had John there to say, like, things like that, like, right. like, where where were you?
1: And what 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 are you trying to say in this moment? Oh, that's moment. cool that you guys can do that, mm-hmm. that you guys develop the character you know, developed the voice, literally. Mm-hmm. It's
2: like you've got knobs on your guitar amps and you've mm-hmm. got knobs on your mixer to make things sound more mm-hmm. this way or that way, but you kind of, we developed this idea of, like, your own knobs for your your own instrument, you know? Mm-hmm.
1: Very good way to put that. You know, I was thinking about this. Um, whatever, you know?
2: <laughs> Jill, is going like, to the next
1: album. It's funny, because, like, um, in talking, you seem so... Talking about the relationship that's expressed in this album, um, we're not really getting that deep into it, which is fine. But I just wonder also if by doing this album, if it's helped you process what happened in that relationship and you don't feel like you feel like you're past it or you've gone through it in a way that maybe um, somebody like me when I was your age was like devastated and like just totally like did never get over it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Well, that's not true really, but for me anyway. But do you think, do you think that's true? Do you think, like, do you feel like, how did this help you get through it? Can you explain that? Well,
3: performing these songs, every time we perform these songs, I think helps me, you know, Mm -hmm. I think when I was deeper in the situation like around the time when we started playing together and I was still really feeling a lot of these emotions um getting on stage and being able to just like leave it all mm-hmm. on the stage and just sing my heart out and mm-hmm. get those feelings out of me mm-hmm. um, was a huge release and therapeutic and still now I mean it's funny once you play a song like mm-hmm. 50 times you kind of you know going back through it, Mm -hmm. Just with this release has been like I have been going back into my notes and finding the original lyric sheet and thinking about my state of mind
1: when I wrote it. And so it's like you're processing your 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 feelings through with your work. So, John, have you noticed her change through the time like change about this particular did you did you guys talk about it a lot did you know like the details of what happened was she coming in and crying every day and then
2: what no we didn't really talk 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 about about it that that much i mean it's kind of like just let the let the music come out so who do you rely
1: on when you're in a situation like that you've girlfriends i have a guitar oh come on that's that's such (laughs) a defensive remark i'm just gonna
2: say (laughs) it's like the living embodiment of that joke where they say write a song about it yeah.
3: yeah, I uh, I will say um, I have a lot of close friends who were with me through this mm-hmm. you had support. time, um, but I think I think maybe I was tired of hearing myself be a broken record mm-hmm. for a while.
1: Yeah, I, I, get, um, I know what you mean, because there
3: was a back and forth and yeah, and I did at a certain point just say like I have I, I can't hear myself say the same thing over and over again to these people and and therapy too. When you get,
1: when you're like that and you go out in the world, do people, you're in a lot of pain. Let's say, do people know that if they're around you or you keep that to yourself? I mostly keep it to myself. So you're really good at managing all that shit. Um, See, I'm, (laughs) that's the problem. I'm jealous. This is the (laughs) counter-transparency. I envy that. If I'm a disaster, you know it. I don't like that about myself, but that's, you know, so you, you just, everything's, you just keep it all, to, you just keep it all to yourself. Yes. So how, what's going on in therapy? <laughs> that's not, that's, that can catch up with you. You know this. So what's going yeah. on in therapy? Um. Well, luckily I'm, I'm kind of like
3: not talking about the subject, subject matter of this particular album anymore, which that's is nice. That's good. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I, I have. I think I think people that tend to uh keep it all together so yeah. to speak yeah have like I always feel like my insides are vibrating <laughs> because of that so it's
1: like that anxiety feeling mm-hmm. um having I mean you're the front woman on the band I mean that must be a lot of pressure is that what's what's the hardest thing is it the band or is it you know Picking out clothes every day, or picking out clothes. Is no, no, like, more no, no, like, what, what, where is the pressure? Is it this band? Uh, no, the the band is my release,
3: my joy. Uh huh. The band is uh-huh. everything so, to me. So, where does the anxiety manifest? It's mm, a good question, actually. Uh I guess just having to be at a job that I don't want to be at every day and. That whole mm-hmm. status quo of, um, you know, New York City is an expensive city to live in. No kidding. And, and you have to make ends meet somehow.
1: Yeah. So that that's hard for me. Money. Yeah. We all. Yeah. That is that is kind of the biggest stressor in this town. Mm-hmm. So, um, were you anxious growing up, or what were you like as a kid? Oh, I was crazy. Like what? I was a happy kid. I was really? like, I was like <laughs> bouncing
3: off the walls. Everyone called me hyper. Um, you have a lot of energy. You seem yeah. like there's a lot of
1: physical energy. Yeah. And, and you danced a
3: lot. So I you danced. Must have that. I danced growing up. Um, I was always on stage. I was always trying to make people laugh. And mm-hmm. uh, I definitely, you know, I, I remember watching videos of Kurt Cobain and being like, whoa. Really? That's cool. <laughs> yeah. Except I didn't like when he uh, smashed his guitars. But. Um I've always you wanted them.
1: <laughs> that is so
3: it. Yeah, I was like, "Wait, mom, can't you just like call him up and tell him I'll take uh-huh. all of those guitars?"
1: huh Um did you have a pretty, you know, stress-free childhood? Was it pretty good? It was I had a good childhood, I think. Mm-hmm. Um and I where was did a happy kid.
3: Up? In New Jersey. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Which which part? I grew up in Somerset um mm-hmm. until like, I was about 9 mm-hmm. and then we moved up to Roseland in Essex mm-hmm. County.
1: Oh. Nice. yeah so it was just a pretty normal childhood i mean i don't know what a normal childhood well, I is mean, but, but not but nothing like you know like you know your parents you you know you had food on the table I had you food went on school. the table yeah. you got great grades yes you were they good all student. told me i talked too much on every report card
3: oh they wow. were like jillian's hard to keep Focused, but
1: (laughs) I mean, you went to Muhlenberg, which is a really good school, so you must have had good grades, right?
3: I did. I I did. I think that everyone I went to Muhlenberg with is probably smarter than me, but um, well, that's very somehow I got in there. (laughs) Very self deprecating. (laughs) Sometimes my friends talk about things, and I'm just like, I that's
2: over my head, but. You were talking too much in class. Yeah, I was too
1: distracted oh, yeah, daydreaming. I could, I could see that. I could see that. Did you have a boyfriend in high school? No. No? Mm-hmm. How about college? I did have one in college. For how long? Like three months. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. That's not very long. No.
3: I'm a lone wolf.
1: Yeah. You I'm really, a bit of a lone wolf. You really are. You don't want to let anybody in there. Yeah, because, yeah. Yeah, but I, I did have- Yeah, because I'm not going to let you in and tell you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she's a really, I got to tell you something, guys. Listen, she's really opaque. I'm trying, like, <laughs> I don't want to bug her, but I'm trying to get something out of here. I mean, it's all in the music. There's nothing I can do. I can. I'm not going to like, so, um, you know, I think what, this is what I'm going to tell you guys. Go to the show on October 25th. 24th. At the- at the, uh Gutter. Gutter. And like ask her yourself on you want to know shit about her, go there, watch her perform and then find out on your own because we're not going to be putting this on record on the air. That's all I'm saying. I think that's fair. I respect that (laughs) somebody who doesn't need to put their entire like life story out in front of you to pick through. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like it's,
2: just I feel like it it's a lot. Spotify. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. Why? It's got to put it on Spotify.
1: Spotify. My laundry will be on Spotify. Yeah. Well, you're almost as opaque as, a, you know, who's really opaque a lot is these comedians. They're, they oh, really yeah, don't want anybody knowing anything about The it. art
3: of comedy is covering up all of the, it's like the shield of armor. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I mean, comedians are very sad people. I think I, I know because I know a lot of comedians and I studied comedy as well. It's a lot of uh, there's a lot of pain in comedy.
1: What do you think about musicians?
3: Oh, there's musicians are so musicians and comedians. I think are equal parts sad, but <laughs> but but musicians open it up and let you look at it. I think.
1: Yeah, I mean, but in a very you know, reminds me of like abstract painting almost in a way totally. that like you kind of you kind of get it, but it's not that literal. Totally you know um so who what do you think is harder being a musician or a comedian a comedian really why um um hmm.
3: well i've never done stand up before and uh-huh. that is a whole art form that i give props to anyone who does i don't
1: i don't mean the actual i mean the lifestyle that pursuit the lifestyle i mean as a career i'm not talking about which is harder to oh, do yeah. cuz i think that's hard to compare yeah um so it's hard to do any of it
3: the thing I do love about music is um, you are sharing like so much with other people. You're sharing your your insides with other people, mm-hmm. um, whether that's playing with them on a bill or going to see them or them coming mm-hmm. to see you. Um, but there's this whole beautiful like, yeah, we're all kind of in the shit right here, but there's this like release of joy also mm-hmm. um, that, you know, when somebody's like going crazy on stage and you're just part of it and mm-hmm. you're like catching them coming from the stage and like it, there's just this amazing, like, joy. like
1: communit communal, like, because you're playing with other people, yeah. which doesn't happen in common There's just well. this energy yeah. surge. Yeah. Do you ever like comedians go nuts if they have a bad show that could ruin the rest of their lives? Yeah. So do you, do you ever feel like that feeling of bombing? I mean, I can't imagine, because if you get out there and play, I mean, everybody has some range, but you're still, like, performing music. So do you ever feel like, oh, I, that was bad?
2: I'd like to think that we haven't done any bombing, but...
1: I, I, mean, I think that it's... Well, after a while, no, people usually don't. But, but, I mean, is there any equivalent? or? I,
3: I definitely feel that the bad shows are just as important as the good shows. Uh-huh. I think that you learn you know, what you want to do better next time from shows that maybe you felt you weren't singing as well, or you weren't, um, you weren't as engaged with the material or, or, you know, there's so many different aspects of a, of a performance and if you have a bad one, you just have to take it, learn as much from that as the good ones, Mm -hmm. I think.
1: Well, I think comedians are much more at the mercy of their audience, right? Do you? It's so hard. Do you? I mean, I don't know. I never played music. Yeah.
3: Because after a song, people clap. But after somebody makes a joke that flops, you just have dead silence. That's so much harder to come back from, I think.
1: Right. I also think that in order to um, be present, like um, for comedy, you have to really be focused on the comedian. Whereas like if you're at a show, like it's you're more at a part. It can be at a party. How do you feel like when people when you see people talking to you when you're performing? Are you how does that what's that like? Um. Well, when I mean I, in comedy that would be like oh no
3: yeah when I used to play solo that would happen to me all the time uh-huh. I mean well that's years though. and years of like hearing people talk louder than you could play and you're just like
1: no that but I mean like now but like now is it like now people are you feel now. like people you're playing loud and people are at a party and they're gonna talk if or people
3: want to talk they can talk I, it doesn't matter I, mean,
2: I think the the equivalent experience of what you're looking for is when you play a show where there's a front room that has a bar and a back room where the band plays oh and yeah play to four people in the back room and then you come out after you're done playing and there's a room full of people at the bar that didn't come into the back oh yeah, gonna, yeah yeah uh, yeah i've been yeah, there feel good been there, yeah.
1: <laughs> been there been doesn't there doesn't feel good yeah been there been <laughs> there uh wow yeah performing is a whole a whole a whole thing on its own Besides actually making the music, but, you you know, I mean, you can, people can really enjoy the music, whether they're in the room. I mean, music is great and music can be part of a lot of things besides being performed live. Yeah.
2: Um, I think when you hear the same joke five times, it doesn't have the same impact, but if you hear the same song five times, it kind of grows on you
1: absolutely yep so we've just talked every comedian out there and like getting in that get in the music comedy. business yeah. i, love, about comedy. This comedy I love comedy comedy i love comedy give it up <laughs> give it up guys so we have you to guys laugh. are putting this album out what's next what is next that's a good question are you do you we've do you a show do, to well you got a show so you're not are you going to be so you guys play show after that one? So you guys are going to be playing this music now. Now that the album's done, now you're focused on performing and is that is that how it works? Yeah, we're going to we're going to we have a few shows before the end of the year and
3: I'm hoping to put a little tour together. Um, oh wow! Do a little East Coast one.
1: tour and oh wow! And
3: record the next, start the next one
1: because oh, wow. you know it takes a while. Yeah, I forgot about that. Once you finish the album, that's just the beginning. Exactly. Yeah. 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 So that's cool. That must be um something great to look forward to, right? All the playing and do you love that part? Oh, that's that must my be like the thing. best part. Yeah, of it, the playing right? is the the.
3: Cherry on live. The cake. Yeah,
1: because yeah. it's like the album, the mixing, that seems so hard. They're all like
3: different. There's so many different parts of it. And my favorite part is the performing part.
1: Yeah. yeah. So you have to come back and let us know when your tour is and stuff like that, because um, we're definitely going to be talking about. Let's let's uh, play the, the final song that we're going to be listening to today. Don't forget to go to... Um, the website, which is the sha- shadowmonster dot com, and uh, down, you know, get the album tomorrow, or you can pre-order it. Okay, okay. So I'm gonna play the last song that you brought with you, and it's called "Temporary Love." Okay, all right. Here we go. I really enjoyed that. I love your music, guys. Seriously, I'm not. I'm not just saying that. I can't believe how much you. It's just a two you. Yeah, that's crazy. You get so much out of that. You know, really. We've
3: worked hard on trying to achieve that.
1: Yeah, yeah. There's a lot. There's a. Yeah, it's really full. full. It's really great. Thank you. Really great. I'm psyched for you guys.
2: Jill wrote them. Just you know, was performing them as a solo artist before we had this project
1: oh, wow pretty, yeah no it strong. really rocks i mean it makes it really uh i mean i don't know what it would be like as a solo thing but it really rocks well, which you. which we love so i'm gonna really try and make it to your show yeah. on the 24th and um you know i'm really glad you guys came on the show i always love having music people on and i shout out to matt for recommending music people to be on my show. Thanks for having us. You know, that's the only time I ever get to hang out with you guys. Well, you can hang out with us at our show. (laughs) I'm going (laughs) to. I'm going to. So I want to make sure everybody goes to theshadowmonster.com And get your album. And I want to tell you what's coming up for the rest of the afternoon. Because you guys should fucking stick around. It's incredible. We got Lost and Rewound, which is a really funny music talking show with Elon Danziger. And then at four, we've got uh, Brooklyn Bandstand, which is local bands and uh, with Rob. Rob Pritchard. And then after that, we got Ben Talks with my man, Ben and uh, it's it's a really it's a really great afternoon and so i just want to say thanks for tuning in you can always reach me at, at dr